Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Regularly on this program, we tell you the stories of Harvest Baptist Church, featuring interviews with our members. Remember, you can join us at Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday morning, starting at 10.30 a.m. We have message number seven in our Growing in Grace series, Grace and My Personal Convictions. And we want to talk a little bit about that this morning. Let's begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Welcome. Hey, Chris. It's hard to believe that we're already in week number seven of this series. I guess we had a couple of weeks where we did a few other things, but um, it's been interesting, I think challenging and rewarding for our church family as we've worked through uh, a number of texts in regarding to grace. And yeah, we're going to come up to Romans chapter 14 this week and talking specifically about the idea of grace and my personal convictions. Romans 14 is talking about a church that is sharply divided over some issues. I mean, they didn't agree at all about a couple of different things, and it gives us some pretty good instructions about how do we handle differences of of opinion about matters relating to our spiritual life among different Christians? How do we handle these things within the church? Uh, So I'm looking forward. We're actually going to take a couple of weeks, two Sundays, and uh, talk about, you know, what Romans 14 has to say about this specifically and how we can be helped in our own personal establishing of the right kinds of convictions in our lives and how we see those things. I was able to preach on this text once on a Sunday morning, and I remember people coming up afterwards and saying, you know, that was really helpful because these are issues that people confront day by day in the church and, you know, in other uh, parts of their life when they interact with Christians as well. Sure, there are some parts of the Bible that First uh, Peter says there are some parts that are confusing and, and hard to be understood. That shouldn't discourage us about the Scripture. In fact, it should make sense because uh, God is much uh, wiser than any of us, and so there will be some things as we're trying to understand the mind of God that's going to take us some heavy thinking uh, about. And, um, and then sometimes we're going to disagree. There are some things, I think, in the Bible that are very clear, and we'll talk about that, some things that we should establish. But there are other things that it's likely that good Bible-studying Christians may disagree about. And so we should find out how we should handle those kinds of things. Do we just leave it up in the air, or does the Bible give us some instruction about how to do that? Well, we have a follow-up opportunity on this particular broadcast, and so let's introduce uh, these guests that we've heard from before. Great to have a couple of our HBBC guys with us again. The five of us are going to go on tour, I think, or the six of us are going to go on tour, I think. We've been spending a lot of time together, and I've enjoyed every bit of it. But you might remember a few weeks ago, Chris, we had four of our HBBC, our Harvest Baptist Bible College, fifth-year seniors, and then one of our fourth-year guys that were on this program and talked about a trip that we were going to be making together to the island of Yap, and then Fice and Ulithian. So I thought it would be great after the trip that happened a couple weeks ago to come back and uh, have them give a report to our listeners about that trip. So we're glad to have you guys. Thanks for being with us today. And I think you're going to start by singing for us. So why don't you go ahead and do that? And then after that, we'll talk about the trip.
guys thank you for the great message of that song that giving god our heart and our souls and that god has good plans for you and that i think that's absolutely part of the testimony of this group of guys as you as you've served over the last few weeks so thank you for that song so i have with me today and uh, with chris here in the studio we've got roy and jackson and Royte and roland and don juan these five guys, a number of months back, had an idea, and uh, God used that idea to send them to serve away from the island of Guam. So let me start off by just asking, maybe Roland, if you could tell us again about uh, how this idea started, get, review for us what happened, and, uh, and, and then what you decided to do. Two years ago, I think, uh, in our third year here at the college, that uh, it was us, the pastoral major guys just talking about doing a trip a missions trip but it wasn't really solid at that time but we kept dreaming we kept talking we kept praying about it until uh, this year it finally the the door finally opened up for us and then we we just made it solid confirmed with everyone if um, we're willing to pay for our own ticket, and everyone said they wanted to pay their for their own ticket, and so the opportunity opened up. Jackson, why don't you tell us where you decided to go, and maybe what you felt like the trip was going to look like, what kind of things you wanted to do while you were on the trip? We felt like God opened up opportunity in Yap for us to go and just be a blessing and serve in the ministries there, and as we talk more about it and we come up with things that we want to do and that is like just go there and make ourselves available to help in any ways that they need help in the ministry up. and if preaching opportunities open up then we go ahead take it and that's why we did we just go and help in either a church project or preaching in a youth rally or teens meeting and stuff like that so you ended up spending about a week I met you about halfway through the week. I came on Tuesday. But maybe the main focus of the week uh, turned out to be a youth rally that uh, God used you guys to sort of initiate and then connect with the pastors and the churches there. Roy, do you want to tell us about the youth rally, about uh, how many kids came, and maybe how God used that time in the lives of those teens? Through the week, it was really interesting we have a number in our minds that we're kind of having a like flexible with what whoever we get or but sometimes like for each and one of us as we go through uh, deep breathing and thinking about it like it's really a power of prayer on monday starting day i think it was about 100 plus students and throughout the whole week like 100 students come and it was really fun some students 
they stay back after school. They didn't even get a chance to go home. And that was a very encouraging to see. And uh, the preaching times were really encouraging, awesome. Each and one of us get a chance to preach. And the messages, the students or the kids, how they responded to it was really encouraging as well. Yeah, and I had the chance to really watch you guys observe, I guess, uh, especially during those those teen nights, that teen rally. And I was so proud. I know I've told you guys this before and told others, but I was so proud of each of you, the ways that you communicated so clearly, you were passionate about the, the Bible, your testimonies as young men from various islands coming together as a team to be impacting the island of Yap. It just was amazing. And you could see that in the responses of these teens. And so each one of you had opportunities to preach uh, either in the evening times or a couple of you in chapels and to share your testimonies. And it uh, really was remarkable. Don Juan, can you tell us a little bit about how the teens responded to the preaching and to the messages? Well, uh, for, for, for the Monday that we started off our, the youth rally, there's a couple of them that raised their hand while uh, the invitation, not Monday, it's Tuesday, sorry. While the invitation was given out, and uh, I know they're still kind of like shy to come forward or stand up from their seat, even though they raised their hand, but uh, only two of them get uh, the courage to stand up and walk out and talk to our brother Roland and uh, I think, uh, I forgot who was the, Dixon, he was uh, mentioning it to me about uh, him talking to one of his uh, friends that used to go to church and he like lack off, he stopped going to church and then that day was, he came back and he started to have a lot of questions, just questioning if, uh, like if it's still okay for him to come back mm-hmm. to serve the Lord. And Dixon was just helping him go through what he needs to know. And uh, if, even though it's not all of us or each one of us did our job, but we're so blessed to have the others, uh, the other staffs and the other ones uh, that are there in Yap to support us and be there to also help out with the teens that need uh, to hear the gospel. It really was remarkable, I mean, to think about in a group of 100 teens uh, that over the course of the week, I, th- I think this is right, I think there was about 20 young people that were willing to stand up in the at the invitations. They weren't easy things to respond to, but they. I think the conviction of God's Word and His Spirit was so clear during those times that they were willing to stand up and move out of the room in order to meet with one of you guys or or one of the other counselors. And then, uh, what a blessing, I think there was 12 of of that number that responded in faith to receive Christ uh, as the forgiver of their sin and leader of their life. And just thinking about seeing those responses, even now I'm just overwhelmed by God's goodness and the way that God used you guys. And Roy, you said this, um, that it really was, a, I think, a labor of prayer and I love watching you guys see God answer those prayers in that way. And uh, so that was that was really great to see. Royte, in addition to the times about the, the uh, teen meeting, the teen rally, you also just served the church in different ways during the days. Can you tell us some of the things that you did along with, uh, along with the pastors that were there? We got a chance to 
serve some church members. We picked up blocks and brought it to some of the church members' house. We also went and cut thatch. It's uh, palm leaves for a roof of some of the church members. We also got sand for a widow that stayed uh, in the forest. We made a foundation for her water tank. And just some of those uh, work, like even like working in the church, getting Pastor Mark's uh, shop cleared up for him and also painting the walls in the church. I could tell you that these guys were not lounging in hammocks all week. It wasn't a spring break in the terms of break. I mean, they weren't in classes, but they were very busy during the days, just manual labor and helping out a number of needs within the church. And they're serving just so willingly and then uh, preaching and teaching and ministering um, during the evenings. It really was great to see. And then maybe sort of the capstone on the week, we had the opportunity to travel out to Jackson's home island. Jackson, you want to tell us about what happened on Saturday? Saturday, we left the house 7.30 early morning, and then we flew out to Fais, one of the outer islands of Yap. And we had, I think, five or six hours on Fais to see the ministry and the uh, HPBC, HPBI graduates who served there. And just a blessing to see what God has done mm-hmm. through them. And the people that grew up in the church, they are so faithful. They love God. They love the people that they're serving. And we had the opportunity to uh, had a, a big feast with them, mm-hmm. uh, a lunch with them, with good food, lobster, and other stuff. But we also get to share our testimonies to the church there and just share what God has done in our, our lives to them there. Then after Fais, we flew down to Eulody to see Pastor James and his wife who graduated from here, the college here. And we just have had a couple minutes with them, seeing them, see how they're doing. Then we came back down to Yap Main Island. These are both islands with church plants. Uh, the pastors uh, in uh, Fice was eight years ago, I think, the church started, and the one in Ulysses just a couple years ago. So they're Harvest grads, HBBC grads, and they're also uh, church plants out of the churches that are there on Yap. And so it was really great to see God's work and the faithfulness of your brothers that have graduated from Harvest before you. Uh, I loved watching that. I thought it was also uh, really remarkable to see the ways that the young people responded to you guys. I, I think there was something about the fact that you're from the islands, you have left, gone away to college, to Bible college, you've faithfully um, served together, and then, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but as a team now, there was no question of your brotherhood, you came back, and those young people just really looked up to you. I mean, it was very clear that they did, and that's part of the reason why your testimony was so significant. And it encourages me about how God's going to use you in the future as you have to, a chance to go back. We only have just a minute or two, but one or two of you want to share uh, maybe a, a very specific lesson that you learned or the biggest takeaway that you brought back with you after this trip. Even now, as I think back, and it was still an encouragement for me, is being able to work with other HPBI grads or HPBC graduates that are there and working with them and with the same goal or purpose in our heart 
which is to reach out to these young people. And that is really awesome. And just thinking about it, it was the most encouraging thing that I have uh, thought of. Yeah. yeah, very good. One other? And uh, an encouragement for me is uh, seeing God and His work working in people's life. Seeing it in those graduate, using God's word uh, and living by it and leaning on it for strength and, and even seeing it impacting those little kids' life for the Lord. Amen. I know the six of us were burdened, and we talked about this a couple of times, just for the idea that uh, of those 20 young people that made decisions, our burden for discipleship. And I know that those churches there, we love those ministries, and that's their burden as well. But I think each of us came away thinking that uh, these are the kind of young people that need you guys. They're helping, encouraging, uh, discipling them. And uh, so we're thankful for the way that God has been training you for that. And Chris, maybe I could just make a note that this Sunday night, uh, we have uh, kind of a missions emphasis on our evening service at 6 o'clock. And uh, these guys are going to be there with me. We've got a couple other things as well, a couple other missions, uh, things that we'll talk about with the church. But I'm going to interview them Sunday night, and we'll show a couple of slides. So if you'd like to hear more about this yeah, mission trip, Spring Break 2019, uh, you can come back on Sunday night and hear more about that. Well, thank you for listening to today's Harvest Time, and that's a great opportunity that you'd have as we want to personally invite you to be here either Sunday morning starting at 9.30 a.m. as we have adult Bible fellowships and children's programs. Um, If you don't know where to go, you can always stop at the kiosk, which is in front of the auditorium. Also, 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning, we have that seventh message in our Growing in Grace series, Grace and My Personal Convictions, and then join us on Sunday evening, 6 o'clock. And you can go to the website for more information, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.